We're back. It's a brand new season of The Grandstand, season six. Pushan here in Paris, and we got F. Knowles, his real name, Ryan, for those of you who don't know, in Los Angeles. What's going on, my man? Yeah, my mom actually named me something, not just F. <laughs> Yo, I saw a girl the other day whose name was... Her last name was a shit, and her first name was a piece. That seems... Dude, it was on the news. Awesome. Like it was straight up. It was. It, <laughs> I mean, unless she gave a fake name, which is totally possible. But very possible. For I mean, for those of you who are joining us, it is our sixth season doing this. The reason why we call you F Knowles is because I call you fucking Knowles, and just to be a little <laughs> bit more polite and sophisticated, we shorten yeah. it to F Knowles. F dot Knowles for 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 you, those of you who are part of polite society. <laughs> so it's it's a brand new season, and as usual, between seasons we have an off season during which drivers basically are just hanging out, working out, posting shirtless. Uh, photos of themselves uh, on a beach somewhere being Uh, thirst traps as the ladies like to say uh, and there's just like not a lot going on in terms of f1 news but uh things uh, started heating up in uh after the new year but also here at the grandstand we've got some news and uh, i think i'll let you sir f Knowles, um talk about this new (laughs) intro we worked on yeah man we got a new intro uh we needed we needed something a little bit sleeker uh, a little bit faster and a little bit more current. Some of the quotes that we had in the old intro were were from uh, from from years past, but a little bit too too far in the past. But uh, I like this one. I think we've got we've got some good ones. Some classic. There's a classic one. Um, there's some that we we kept from the old intro, but I, I I like it. I really do like it. Yeah. So here is our Arrow update package for the grandstand. Here we go. <laughs> Brand new Arrow kit. Let's roll it. I am stupid. I am stupid. Bring back the fucking B12. You're too old to have driven here, really. Shame you wasn't fast enough to get to Formula One. All the time you have not even played. Fuck them all. More ladies in the paddock. There's too many dudes in the in the paddock. With the new intro, you can't really do the the uh, the whistle yet because yeah, anymore, was, because because it actually transitions out like the way it's fucking supposed to. <laughs> yeah, I, there was a little jump start, but you know, yeah. old habits die hard. But yeah. ooh, that gets you ripped up. We got some Danny Rick in there. Yeah. Are you are you ready to go now? You said you before we started recording. You said you weren't. It was a rough day. It was a rough day here, but I'm ready to go. All and right, that show did good. the trick. And honestly, I forgot how much of an, an Italian accent Alonso had on that all the time. You have to leave in the space. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, that was good. Let's get into it. Uh, off season. The first thing that happened in the off season was Susie Wolf, Toto's wife. Um, so both wolves got in a little bit of a battle with the FIA, the FIA calling them out on potential conflict of interest on certain documents maybe being shared. And uh, that came out of nowhere also. And for the first time ever, all 10 teams, so all the, the all nine other teams other than Mercedes came out with the same statement 
basically telling the FIA to stay in their lane. And uh, yeah, that kicked off the offseason with quite a bang there. It, it came out like almost immediately after the season ended in 2023. Yeah. Um, and then the FIA retracted it. Only a few weeks later, they came back in, in on the 7th of December. Uh, they dropped... They dropped the probe, as it was called, um, which, you know, the weird, 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 weird. I always hate that word. Probe. probe. Yeah. yeah. Probing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one likes getting probed, if you know no, what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Want, you want to hear that the, the latest possible time in your lifetime <laughs> or not at all. <laughs> or never. Yeah. I don't ever want to be involved in any sort of probing. You don't want to be probed, especially not by the FIA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely not. Are there rubber gloves involved? Please, 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 God, no. Probably um, not. Yeah, dude, just to your point, though, like complete garbage. Like the fact that every team came out and was like, you guys just stop this. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, just once again, the FIA, it's almost like they do shit just to ruffle people, like to, 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 to get people riled up. So the FIA and Formula One have been in a battle for the last few years, and it's all about politics and money and influence. And honestly, Formula One could do without the FIA. They won't, but it's possible. And I think the FIA is feeling the threat of that. So they feel the need to stamp their authority sometimes. And this was misplaced. And uh, they backtrack, so could have been avoided. Slightly embarrassing for the FIA, to be honest. And uh, yeah, let's get back to racing, what we like the best. And as with every off season, a lot of teams will rebrand. Uh, we have um, teams changing names. Uh, formerly known Alfa Romeo, which is the Sauber team, which is going to become Audi in 2026. Uh, decided to rename to Stake F1 team, which is um, interesting because Sauber is arguably one of the most recognizable names in F1. I was kind of hoping for two or maybe just one one year with the Sauber name just for nostalgia purposes. But yeah, Alfa Romeo changed their name. In some countries, they won't be able to use that name. So I think they have a, a secondary name, which is interesting. But I think... What, the- why? I didn't even know about this. Tell me what... what? Because what? of the laws on uh, gambling in certain countries. Oh, right. Interesting. So I'm guessing, what, the Middle Eastern countries? I wouldn't be surprised if it would be the Middle Eastern ones. And they will be called Kick F1 team for those places where you cannot advertise gambling. I think one of the ones we were excited about uh, during towards the, the end of last year was Alpha Tauri. There was a lot of talk about Alpha Tauri becoming its own thing and not being seen as a junior team. And they rebranded to, I think for me is the worst racing team name I have ever seen in my life. So just to give you a quick I didn't history. realize we were already getting there. Cause I've, I'm like pretty steamed about this one. Oh yeah. Okay. Gonna, yeah. Just quickly, just going back to Alfa Romeo. Like yeah, I, I, mean, I, I kind of personally, like I want to know what happened there because like, why, why wouldn't you just, like figure like Sauber Steak F1 would be actually a better name than just Steak F1. Like Steak F1 just to me is it you're gonna keep it for two years? I don't know. It's just and it to me it's it it segues perfectly into well Formula One has always been about the money or at least not always but at least at this case at, at you know at this at this point in the sports history uh, money talks the most and yeah 
I mean, I'll let you continue on the Alpha Tower thing because Jesus yeah, Christ. I mean, I, I honestly have no nothing to say about Stake F1. It's not the best name. I, I just wish that the FIA or and Formula One regulated team names just to kind of not make it too crazy. I mean, even like Mercedes, we know that it's Mercedes, Petronas, AMG, F1 team, right? But everyone goes by Mercedes, but Stake, Stake F1 team is just a sponsor, right? So there needs to be some team identity, right? And going back to the worst name in racing history, maybe not because there have been some pretty bad ones around, but in F1. I think in F1, it's it takes the cake. I think this is, yeah. <laughs> a little history recap for those of you who might not have been following F1 when this team was there. This team used to be called Minardi. It used to be a backmarker team. A lot of drivers started there. Uh, Fernando Alonso, um, Weber as well. Red Bull bought this team in the early in the mid 2000s and called it Toro Rosso, which means Red Bull in Italian, an homage to where that team is based in Faenza. And then it became Alpha Tauri. And then they decided to to rebrand into this name, the Visa Cash App RBF1. And it's VCARB for short is apparently what they're going to be calling it in broadcasts and around the paddock, VCARB. Oof. Also, the RB stands for Red Bull. So if they were trying to do their own thing, it's weird that they're putting Red Bull in the name. I didn't realize that Visa and Cash App are two different things. I thought it yeah. was one name. So it's actually two sponsors. Then RB. Yeah, no, no. Visa and Cash App are two different companies. Okay, so there was a lot of speculation at the end of last year about this name, and they changed the name actually to uh, the old AlphaTauri to Racing Bulls. So I thought RB stand, stood for Racing Bulls, but it stands for Red Bull. I don't know how to call this. I'm definitely not calling it Visa Cash App RBF1, and I also am not calling it VCarb. That's this is the, the more the more you say it out loud because I actually haven't like listened to anyone say this out loud because I genuinely think it's d- trash. Um, <laughs> the more I hear it, the more garbage it becomes. This is to me the worst and most uncreative name for a f- fucking sports team that you could possibly ever have. I like across all sports like american sports are notorious for having some stupid ass sports teams names and nascar in particular like we all know when they you know get on um get on tv it's like oh, i want to thank my uh, yeah the uh the menards ppg paints 31 car was real good for me today you know like that <laughs> that sort of thing that is that's kind of like the level that this is at yeah the visa cash app red bull f1 car was great today like oh man it's um it's tragic. And this, this is thing. coming from Red Bull, which arguably has some of the best marketing in sports, right? How how did this get through all these meetings that they had paying all these agencies to come up with something I new? I guarantee you it, it, what happened is that these these companies, Visa and Cash App, came to them and they were like, what they were like, we're going to give you this money, but these are our terms and Red Bull just sat down and took it. I'm serious. And and also like these are huge sponsors for a team that's supposed you know, they are massive. Like Visa and Cash App arguably I mean they're bigger than some of the, the, the sponsors at you know Ferrari, at Mercedes, even at Red Bull. I mean yeah, Cash I would, App was, I would was a Red expect, Bull sponsor, I think. Right, last I would year, expect yeah. to see Visa and Cash App on those cars versus a a, a team like who's a, a you know I guess midfield team like like uh 
V carb is, dude. It makes me want to vomit. It's like I'm already thinking about how I'm gonna have to do that. Like go through this season, saying like, what do we do in our threads? Like, what do we do in conversation? Oh yeah, the V carb team. Like, God, you guys <laughs> all of us as F1 oh. fans. Like, oh man. Now we're not. We're just gonna call them that team. Like that for me is what we do. Yeah, that um, second team. So we're basically gonna call it the. the the Red Bull B team. That's how we're going to call it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the RB red, uh, red B. I don't know, dude. It's, uh, it's rough. It's it really is rough. rough. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> There's a scene from, for anybody who's a fan of Wayne's world. I sent this out when they first named it. Um, it reminds me of a scene from Wayne's world, the movie Wayne's world when <laughs> they're like, we will not bow to any sponsor. Meanwhile, like they're eating Doritos and they're wearing Reebok. They're like, I just think it's terrible when people sell out. Like this is the biggest sellout. Like granted yes. you have to like this sport requires sponsors, you know, sponsors do make the world go round in, in all sports really. True. That's you a know, fact. They do keep the lights on and you have to recognize that, but there are creative ways to, integrate them into your teams this is not one of them this is just blatant just blatant sellout <laughs> like i'm so i'm so curious to see what like what yuki and danny rick look like in their new jumpsuits uh or fire suits and uh, <laughs> like like, like like hi i r- drive for visa cash app red bull formula one team i'm happy to be here like with a gun to their head and it's not even Red Bull in the end. It's RB. The name was so long. They're like, fuck, we should just put yeah, RB we'll and not Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. great. Whoever Sick. came up with that should be fucking fired right now. Yeah, yeah Ooh. truly. I Ooh. mean, which is a good segue into our next point. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Speaking of getting fired. Seems uh, like uh, Gunter Steiner, who uh, oh, was um, Haas's... Uh, team principal you know people forget he was a team principal before being a netflix superstar and author of um survive to drive <laughs> it was his book uh got the boot from uh, haas over the offseason a little bit of a shocker because you know we thought that he would be there just in terms of his marketing power but i'm also not so surprised because gunter hasn't really been bringing any results in the past three four years listen he's a fan favorite uh, for sure. You know, he's got great banter. I don't, here's my thing. Like I, I, I know you're not surprised by this. I'm not totally surprised. He's, he seemed, he was surprised. I mean, he, he's been pretty vocal about that in the press. Um, when asked, like, did he see this coming? He said he mm. did not. He wasn't happy for sure. Yeah, He was definitely not happy. And Gene Haas apparently didn't, didn't give him any, any warning that it could happen. Um, you know, I think, I think it, it, Haas is in need of a change and you know, it starts with the team boss. And I think this is kind of the natural progression of the sport. That being said, I think Gunter has been set up to fail multiple times, um, by the Haas, the Haas organization. Mm. You know, he's, he's had to deal with the fallout from bringing on Nikita Mazepin. He's in, and also another thing too is Gunter was going out and raising the money for the team himself. Like a lot of team bosses don't do that, and he did. He was bringing in cash to that team. I put this more on Haas's inability to be a f- properly functioning F1 team more so than Gunter, but he's unfortunately the victim of circumstance in this case. Yeah, I think there's also some bad blood between uh, Gene Haas and Gunter. I think there was talks of Gunter 
claiming equity last year, if you remember. He yeah. was getting lawyers involved. And I think Haas, Gene Haas, basically pulled the plug mostly because he's becoming a pain in his ass. Let's be real. And uh, I'll just correct one thing. His book is Surviving to Drive, and he's already signed another book. So he's got another book deal coming out. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a reality TV show around Gunter Steiner in the next few years. Mark my words. I think that's going to be his next step. <laughs> you, you love putting shit out, shit like that out into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a really good addition for any uh, commentary. Team, I actually. bet. I bet. You know what? I think they need. That's where he would like honestly kill it. Um, another place I can see him landing is is with Formula One and with the potentially with the FIA helping to improve the sport. I think he has such a good <laughs> understanding of the sport. <laughs> You're laughing, but I could just see like a FIA. Uh, Maybe not the FIA. Like, uh, <laughs> it's too rigid don't for Don't curse him. kids by yeah. Gunter Steiner. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, kids. Shit, mics are still on. Shit, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots up at the FIA. I'll tell you, we'll, we'll, we'll miss Gunter, though. I mean, I... Oh, it, for it's sure. Hard. As you said, he has been set up to fail. He uh, has been... Has he been. Ha- yeah, no pun intended. And <laughs> let's see Haas... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moves on with this because uh, that's a big change for them. Um, there's going to be an interim team principal and definitely if a team is in need of a whole restructuring, Haas is that team, I think. So it was interesting because this is a really short off season. Like this is maybe, uh, this is maybe one of the shortest off seasons in Formula One history because of the amount of races. I mean, we start racing in less than a month, less than a month. Yeah. Um, in the last race was in November. So pretty, pretty crazy to think about. We didn't have a lot of news and then we had a lot of news and, you know, going back to what I was saying about teams who are fit for formula one Andretti, you know, this has been an ongoing saga. Andretti has been making a push to get into the sport. Um, they put an official, uh, an official bid. And in the last couple weeks, it was, rejected by the uh by formula one the fia approved it mm-hmm. um so for formula- once the fia did its job yeah. and due diligence correctly right which which to me it, you know it's interesting to hear that the fia approved their bid and then it came down to formula one the teams and and formula one management and they they didn't approve it and so now andretti has to find another way in um they're saying they're going to keep their eyes on to 2028 I, it's, it's fascinating to me. I don't, I don't agree with the decision. I don't know, especially the, the logic and the reasonings behind the decision. Let's get into those. Yeah. The teams are hiding behind the fact that Formula One, so Andretti would benefit more by joining F1 than it would bring to Formula One in its whole. But basically what the teams are saying is that we don't want you to join because you're taking away a lot of money that we're going to have to share with an additional team. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I fully agree with you. I think the teams are hiding from it's fear of the unknown is what I think is is, is happening. Formula One has had more than 10 teams before, you know, and granted, like the structure of the sport is a bit different now. You know, I think stakes are a bit higher financially. These cars are the most expensive they've ever been. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot at play here, but I do, like, I really do agree with you. Like these teams are hiding behind 
uh, a fear of the unknown. I think the Andretti, the Andretti's, they're kind of notorious for rubbing people the wrong way. Um, <laughs> I, I was, lo- I was looking at some, some clips the other day and there's a f- famous Paul Tracy quote <laughs> about Marco Andretti and where he's going to get a ride if he doesn't have a ride at Andretti in formula or I'm sorry, IndyCar and Paul, Tra- <laughs> Paul Tracy goes, well, I don't think he's going to get a ride anywhere other than Uber next year. If, uh, <laughs> and it, which is interesting because I think the, the Andretti's Michael and his son in particular, and I don't know how involved Marco would ever be in, in a formula one bit. I don't think that much, but, um, they, they definitely tend to rub people the wrong way. Um, and I, I think that had something to play here, but on principle, I disagree with the, the, the reasoning. And I just have to say like the, the formula one statement for me said it all. Um, and there's a specific part where they, they called out the value that Andretti brings to the sport. And it just, as an organization, in Formula One and Liberty Media, who's trying to grow their North American audience, particularly in the United States, um, you know, and take some market share. Andretti has a huge, huge, has huge brand value, I should say, in the United States of America and in across the world too. I mean, with with you know Mario um, being mostly the Mario, U.S. though. Let's be real, no, for sure. But but I think I think the Andretti, but the Andretti name does have value, and especially in the United States. Um, you're going to tell me that Haas has a has more brand equity than than Andretti? No, but the thing is, Haas came in uh, into F1 when it was easier to come into. Now, the team pre-COVID put together this anti-dilution fund, meaning a team would have to throw in 200 million US dollars in order to compensate for the TV losses that uh, an additional team would create by splitting it 11 ways instead of 10 ways. And it seems that they underestimated. And also with the explosion of uh, F1 across the world, and especially in the United States, it seems like that figure is way too low. And I think Toto Wolf came out and said last year that it, in reality, it's closer to 600 million or even 700 million that a team should pay in order to make it um, viable for the other teams and for them to not to lose out on any of that revenue. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to the numbers. I don't, you know, I'm not... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and, and but I think just based on what's the conclusion of their agree, one of the things that really stuck out to me, um, which which bothered me is that um, there's two things they said that the this is the direct quote from F1's decision. While the Andretti name carries some recognition for F1 fans, our research indicates that F1 would bring bring value to the Andretti brand rather than the other way around. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier. Sure. It would bring value to maybe the other markets in the world. However, you're trying to build a market here in the United States. The Andretti name is a household name in the United States. Like if you say Andretti, you know racing. Like it's just, it is what it's like synonymous. And also Um, with F1, I mean, Mario was the Formula One champion in 78. Out of respect for him, I think F1 team should have made an effort. I think it's, it's almost like a homecoming. He's been wanting to get into F1 for so long. Now's the chance. It it really is hiding behind a false pretext in order to just lose less money. It's the only explanation I have. It doesn't matter if the Andretti's you know, rub certain people the wrong way. It's uh, Business-wise, it's great. For the image of the sport in the U.S., it's great. For the expansion of the sport in the U.S., it's great. And it just comes down to money and politics, 
you have Andretti who has a global motorsports manufacturer like base they're competing multiple series you have gm as a supplier and cat and bringing the cadillac brand name to the sport i just like to me this is a full-on political decision because they're scared of what they don't know yet and that's that's it all right let's see how that evolves in the next few years because they they yeah they're i think you had to get that off your chest though which is, yeah, I did. Which is good <laughs> uh, but yeah you mentioned there's there might be another window of opportunity coming up definitely a huge news in the off season and and then news just kept getting bigger and bigger every day we had so for the first time in a while no teams changed their driver lineups from 23 to 24. And in during the offseason, we had we got the news that Norris signed a multi-year deal for McLaren and Leclerc extended on a multi-year deal for Ferrari. Without really giving details, multi-year in F1, I don't really like this now because they don't give you the amount of years. It's always like, you know, a certain number of years. And if performance is there, you'll add more, which means two years plus whatever extension they agreed in, in in private, right? After that, everyone was kind of wondering why Ferrari didn't announce science on an extension as well, because they're both out of a contract after 24. And all of a sudden, January 31st, <laughs> 2024, rumors about a certain seven-time world champion called Sir Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari in 2025 started merging. Out of nowhere, every year we get this, right? Every year we get the whole, oh, is Lewis going to go to Ferrari? But for some reason, it was different. I, I want to preface this, though. Hold on. In the season, in 2023, there were rumors happening all around, and he vehemently denied that there was any conversation happening. So, no, he didn't deny. He says he's always talked to Ferrari. He's always had discussions. I mean, Lewis is smart. He's always used Ferrari as a bargaining chip. He's always had the idea of racing one day with Ferrari. And no matter what you say, like, oh, it's great beating them. Every driver wants to end up at Ferrari. Every driver that goes to F1 one day wants to end up in a Ferrari. It's the myth. It's all roads lead to Ferrari. But I did think with Lewis that it would never happen. It turns out that Lewis maybe didn't appreciate the deal that was given to him by Mercedes. And I think also didn't really appreciate the last couple of years performance with Mercedes and Ferrari managed to lure him in. And not only did they lure him in um, with, obviously it's, it's not a money issue for Lewis. Lewis is going to make money, shit ton of money anywhere he goes. But with the, the idea of uh, going into a new team, a new project for the last part of his career, which I think is a huge risk for Lewis but also could be one of the biggest storylines in Formula One history. If he succeeds at Ferrari, for me, and wins an eighth title, at Ferrari, doing the reverse of Michael Schumacher, you can't write it any better than that for me. We all know I'm a massive Lewis fan. I think Lewis is arguably the best to ever do it. And I say that for a variety of reasons. Statistically, at least, yeah. Statistically, but you know, and like we can get into the, we ha we still haven't had this debate on this podcast, but you know, getting into it about Shumi and Lewis and who's the best, who's the goat, this or that, because of the barriers that Lewis has had to break down from a political perspective. Um, you know, granted, Shumi came from very humble roots himself, you know, uh, very middle class roots, and and fought his way up. Lewis has had to do it from 
also came from those roots, but then had to break down a racial barrier as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and, and I don't want to get into that debate, but I do think... Yeah, what do you think about Louis going to Ferrari? It was tough for me to, to wrap my head around this. He is one of the best, if not the best. Um, and Ferrari, to me, has not demonstrated over the course of the last 15 years, 15 or what? When did Kimmy win? 2007. So uh, 17 years that they have the structure to actually put forward a valiant effort to win a Formula One championship. Now that could be changing. And Lewis probably knows something that we don't. And yet, and 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 yet yet he went. And I agree with you. I think, and I, you know, Okay, we know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I think there's two different debates here. It's like, okay, you don't believe in Ferrari as a racing team, but the fact that Lewis has decided to let go of his family, his racing family, let's remind everyone that he's been assigned Mercedes driver since the age of 12. He was the first McLaren Mercedes yep. junior driver. He's never driven with any other engine than a Mercedes engine in his Formula One career. Yeah, which is which is crazy. You and there were rumors that Mercedes wouldn't offer him an ambassador role post his F1 career until 2035. And that basically Ferrari saw that and said, hey, listen, we're gonna give you everything you want and more. And he's gonna become an ambassador immediately after we retire. So I think Ferrari just basically created an environment that Lewis saw potential in and maybe he maybe he has seen some figures and also hey don't underestimate Vasseur his uh, team principal in F2 they have a really good relationship maybe the relationship between Toto and Lewis was just coming to an end at least professionally and Lewis had to go see elsewhere I'm stoked because I'm a Ferrari fan <laughs> and when Hamilton came onto the scene no shit. <laughs> he was he was a little punk and you know he disrupted the scene and it was great and for me, he always represented the, the driver beating Ferrari, the driver going up against Ferrari. He, I mean, he beat Massa on that last lap, which crushed a lot of Tifosi. The fact that he's coming to Maranello and he's going to be racing in red is, is huge. I don't think we'll know right away the reasons of it, but I think for me, here's you want, to, you want another claim. I feel like I'm making the habit of this. You're this making a be, lot of claims on this episode. Yeah. I mean, wait, what other claims do I make on this episode? I mean, maybe not this episode, yeah. just in general. Just in general. I like making claims. <laughs> I, I mean, not a claim, but just a thought. I think I can't think of a, a bigger transfer in sports, any sports actually, than Hamilton moving to Ferrari. Imagine if Lionel Messi decided instead of going to PSG or like some at some point, like later in his career, instead of going to PSG, he decided to move to Real Madrid. Yeah, that's comparable. In modern sport right now, the only move bigger could have been that in my opinion like it's it's you you've said this you know off off air but this is the biggest you've said that this is the biggest driver transfer of all time yeah yeah i've said that and i'll say it here but i'm i also am saying this is the biggest transfer in the history of sports for me hmm Maybe I'm a little well, excited, but do you do you say that because you're a Formula One fan, or are you saying that objectively that you think this is 
it's hard. It really is hard to find a comparison. Like I had this conversation yeah. with many people and they themselves have been like, they're, they've, people are like in, in the States, like, Whoa, it's like Brady going to the bucks. It's like, this is bigger than American mm. football. Like, no, it's like is, MJ. It's like Michael Jordan going to the Lakers at his peak or, mm, or like the Knicks. I'm I'm sorry that you can't compare the Knicks to Ferrari. No, well, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's like in the '90s, the Knicks were a huge rival of of the Bulls. That's all I'm saying. I'm not comparing. The Knicks are nowhere near Ferrari in terms of their success. Shout out the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. Oh, 100%. Yeah. By the way, I'm a Knicks fan as well. So I, there was no throwing shade on the Knicks. I love my Knicks. But Ferrari is a myth. I mean, it's the legend. It's the myth. Uh, Senna was supposed to sign at Ferrari before he tragically passed away. Schumacher went to Ferrari. Every driver's dream is to go to Ferrari. And it, it's also why every little boy plays with cars and the cars are red. It's just ingrained in our collective unconscious, right? Lewis has gone on record saying that he loves Ferrari it's just, I, th- I think it's beautiful. If like, I'm, you know, I grew up here in Europe and it's, it's very romantic way of finishing someone's career. And if honestly, I'm rooting for the ace title to happen at Ferrari. Ferrari is making a habit of announcing things a year before they happen. Lewis still has a year to go with Mercedes in 24. So that things could be a little awkward this season. There is a very romantic side of this whole story. And if Lewis was to win his eighth title, in in Ferrari red, it would be quite the end of a career, and I think it would be the mic drop. You retire after you're done, you know, after you've done it. Let's you know, let's let's not speculate too much. And because the other <laughs> thing here too is like, I think what what we're seeing too is Lewis is watching Fernando perform at a high level, and he's telling himself he's like, it, maybe his appetite is a bit different than Fernando, but I do think Lewis wants that more than anything and and you know for even for me it is very romantic like am i gonna be out wearing red now no um <laughs> are you gonna root for ferrari I don't, yeah I mean, yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna want to have you know the thing is though i've always wanted success for them because when ferrari is successful the sport is successful like that is just true when ferrari is doing well the sport is doing well and and so and I've said that, like I've said that before, we need a strong and competitive Ferrari um, because that's what they bring to the sport. And that's what they've always typically brought to the sport. Um, and if, if Lewis is able to do that even better. So, and honestly, another, th- on another note, also I'm, I respect Lewis for going to Ferrari to going to a team uh, in which Leclerc would have been there for five, six years at that time. His house, Leclerc, I've also, I claimed this on our previous podcast, and I'm not the only one who thinks that, is the fastest driver over one lap. Seeing them go head-to-head in the same car is super exciting. I think Lewis has got had some ridiculously good teammates, a lot of world champions. He had Fernando Alonso, Jensen Button, Nico Rosberg. I know you hate him, but he's also had George Russell, who's a very quick and one of the up-and-coming drivers for the new generation. And Charles Leclerc now, it's like he doesn't shy away from his teammates. And for that also, I'll say, Hey, mad respect. And now he needs to go write his history there. If he wins at Ferrari, it's amazing. If he doesn't, he still would have raced for Ferrari. So in the end, it's good for formula one. It's what we need. Seeing Leclerc and Hamilton in the same team. Like, I don't even care about 24. 
I want to get to 25 already. <laughs> Kidding. I, I mean, I, I care about 24. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm excited for this season. I do, just going back to what you're saying, like the, on the timing uh, of the announcement, I think part it was partially done so that drivers like Carlos Sainz, who is losing out big on this deal, though he's been linked with, with going to Audi in 2026. He could be out of his seat next year, which would be really... Oh, he's, really linked, he's linked to at least four teams right now. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, it, it does feel a little bit, it's rough for him, I think. It, 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 it doesn't feel fair because I think Carlos deserves that seat, mm. frankly. Um, but yes. when you've got the chance to sign Lewis Hamilton, you don't, you 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 do you take it so yeah. there's only two uh, c's per team and f1's cutthroat and yeah. I, I do feel for carlos yeah thank you for bringing that up because i i would have been happy if they announced carlos you know extension as well that would have been amazing for me but this is just a bombshell what was, what it was really meant to do is to signal to the driver market this is what we're doing and this is the approach <laughs> we're taking so all of you better get ready for it and uh, and also i think Ferrari had to, they had to do it for contractual reasons with Lewis. You know, there were a lot of obligations that had to be mm-hmm. met, I bet. And so, you know, the driver it, market it, for 2025 is going to be unreal. Oh my God. Come June. Think of it. I'm so curious to see what, what, what conversations we're having in June. How many times is Fernando Alonso calling Toto Wolf right now? Per day, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> he's dude. Fernando, we're gonna find out that somehow Fernando's behind all of this. I can just see Fernando's evil smile in the background, like into so the funny, shadows. Man. But speaking, I mean, it, it it does bring up a question: like, who's going to replace Lewis at at Merck? And there are a lot of options. I think that they've got to go younger. Personally, I don't think going bringing Fernando mm. in is is the right option. Interesting. Um, All right. So today, without like opening up this whole, because there's a whole can of worms here, one driver name today, your prediction, just today in this situation, who drives along Russell in 25? Antonelli. Ooh, bold. For those of you who don't know, Antonelli has been a superstar go-karting champion, and he skipped a lot of junior categories, goes straight into F2 this year. And if he does well in F2... We've seen it before. He could be an 18-year-old rookie at Mercedes. Not bad. I say I want to see how his year goes. But as of today, and I don't know why, I'm thinking Valtteri Bottas come back to Mercedes. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, he was in Brackley. Yeah, that's why I'm saying uh, that. He was playing darts, which is... The same, the same, like, I think, what was it? Day before, same day? It was the day before. That he was, like, playing darts in Brackley. Like, hmm, hmm, that's interesting. And he's, like, also said, Sus. oh, I have a... Yeah, he, and he, when asked about it, he was, like, I have a great relationship with the Mercedes team. Was, you know, it <laughs> happened, happened to be that I was there. It's, like, mm, you don't just go to a place like that. Like, there's fuck all to do in Brackley. Like, yeah, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> we will probably be discussing the future Merck driver on every single episode this year. If that wasn't enough, there still was some other really yeah. crazy news this week. Uh, not regarding Ferrari or Mercedes, but Christian Horner is under investigation in, 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 in at Red Bull, and there's an internal investigation happening there for inappropriate behavior. So we don't really know much. It's pretty vague. It could be... Multiple things. I don't want to really. I'm not going to go too far and guess what happened, but it's serious enough that Red Bull 
is launching an official investigation. So we'll fill you in on that as soon as we know. Uh, but there should be a hearing today, actually. We don't even really know what, what the accusation is. It's hard to even speculate. It's not good timing for Red Bull. Let's put it that way. I mean, it could be anything to bring down Red Bull. I mean, that would be crazy if they had to find a new team principal and Gunter shows up at Red Bull. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I, I, that doesn't seem like the right fit for me. I can't imagine Adrian Newey and Gunter Steiner uh, getting along that well. Adrian Newey's like booking his tickets to Marinello. Already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? That would be that would be wild. Also, Adrian Newey has always said he wanted to go to Ferrari. Oh my God, this could be an amazing Lewis dream and, team. Lewis and Adrian at the same, same shop. Please sign me up. Get, get the tin foil hats out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, they're out. <laughs> Silly season has already begun, by the way. This whole 2024 is going to be a season of just speculation uh, off track. It's almost going to be secondary to the results. Like, we need to get back to racing. And speaking of Silly season, Apparently, Red Bull has activated an option on um, Alex Albon's contract. Yeah, just this morning. And I've also heard through different F1 sources that say they're very well uh, documented on this that actually Red Bull's given Albon a three-year deal. I'll tell you what, it's good to be Albon these days. It's good to be Albon. I, I If I'm Alex Albon, I'd tell Red Bull to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Publicly. I'm serious. I, I, don't see, like, his, I don't see his career... <laughs> Especially with Max in the game, I don't see him. Alex is a, I think, a leader um, for a team. I think he's got the skill set to be one. Um, Red Bull sees, obviously, sees sees uh, talent in him and sees value in him, which he has. If I'm Alex, I go somewhere else, and I just, you know, I, I can't. The way he got treated at Red Bull, um, they're not in. They're not. They don't have any interest in in actually propping him up in any way they just you know they're just trying to hedge themselves and have have options which is what they don't always do so um that's how i feel about it yeah don't don't take the bait alex all right well <laughs> my god the season hasn't started it's funny you mentioned max verstappen and with this whole lewis news i'd forgotten about this <laughs> three-time world champion but lots to look forward to this season and in the next few weeks, too, we got new liveries coming up. We'll be doing a two-part review on those liveries. And in the meantime, if you're not following us on social media, we're at the Grandstand F1 on Instagram, Twitter. From F. Knowles and I, we'll see you on the next one.